It's that time. The Sports Talker. Here's T.J. Walker. Hello, everybody. That's Thursday to you. We've got conference tournament games on. I'm sure a lot of you are watching the Louisville-North Carolina game. Hopefully you're watching that and have it on mute and listening to me like we're doing. Uh, today's show, I'm also going to be joined with a Louisville-North Carolina fan. I don't know how much they're going to be talking uh, to us during the radio show, but they might talk amongst themselves or uh, let out a, a yell or a shout here and there while their teams are playing against each other. Uh, and they might weigh in on a hot sports take here or there. If you are not watching the Louisville game right now, cards up on North Carolina 18-12. to 12. Uh, It's been a fast-paced game so far, Uh, and to be honest, I haven't got to key in and and watch a ton of it because I've been doing work. I had to cover UK's Pro Day this afternoon. We'll talk a little bit about that today, but uh, in the the heat of March, we're going to obviously keep the the main focus on basketball. And and sad to say, this will be the last show with Yates. we're, We're going to do a special Ask Yates Wednesday, despite it being Thursday. Yates, how are you? Uh, I'm sad, TJ. I'm sad. One final, one final goodbye. Uh, so get your Ask Yates Wednesday's questions in, even for a special Thursday. Uh, but we'll make the most out of this show, Yates. Uh, I, I promise. Uh, you have the Louisville game on, of course, on TV at the station. Yes, I do. Good. Uh, that's good to hear. Uh, I'm sure you'd probably rather be watching that than working, and I understand, but. Uh, one final show, and in the last segment, like always, we'll do we'll do an Ask Gates Wednesday. Uh, to some to some better news, slightly well, slightly better news, I guess, depending on if you like the show or not. Uh, the Sports Talker is moving, uh, not stations, but moving times, starting next week. And remember, there will be no show tomorrow. Uh, the Sports Talker will be starting at 4, not at 3, and will be ending around 5.30. So it'll be a little bit longer, uh, you know, a segment longer, uh, and at a different time. And then we'll run in right into Nick Coffey's show so the Louisville fans can hang around and, and listen to his show. So that's uh, that's the plan with the station, so... Hope you like it. Hope you enjoy that news. That should be uh, that should be a nice little change, and we'll see how it goes. If if, there, if if I have to talk and do an extra segment and 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 go a little bit longer, uh, it's a lot easier to be able to do that in March uh, than any other time. So I guess I'll get a good feel for for how it goes. Let's do a quick little score update throughout college basketball right now. Virginia holds on to beat Florida State. That was a strange game. Virginia had a really strong first half, but struggled to score in the in the second half. No upset bid in the Big East. Villanova moves on to the semifinals. Baylor and West Virginia probably been uh, one of the better games of the day, but Baylor cruises to a 10-point win. Uh, Florida will be the team that faces Kentucky tomorrow. They'll play for a third time uh, twice in less than a week as they defeat Alabama 69-61. to And we'll talk about that. That's the game. We're going to preview Kentucky and the Gators for a third time. I, I, I'm not saying if you're a Kentucky fan, you should be worried about Florida beating them. But 
you probably would have rather play Alabama. Uh, Billy Donovan has a good idea of how you beat Kentucky. He just doesn't have the players or the talent to do it. Uh, so it could be an ugly boxing match type game, uh, low scoring tomorrow. And, 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 you know, a lot of people, it's obviously better to have rest in the SEC tournament, but there is some truth. And I think Jim Beheim used to always say this, and I hate agreeing with him, but because I'm not a big Jim Beheim fan, Sean. Uh, but he used to always, I think he, it was him that would say that it's an advantage for teams to be able to play the day before. And I, I get the truth of that a little bit where you are, you don't have to worry about shaking off the cobwebs. You can go out there, you play, you've played in the arena at least one time before. Now I think where that, that argument becomes very stupid and invalid is when it's probably your second game in two or your third game in three days or fourth game in four days. Uh, then, you know, who cares if you've able, if you're able to shake out the cobwebs, you know, your team's tired. So Florida's going to have that advantage of getting to play down in Nashville. Uh, but again, it shouldn't probably be a game that, that Kentucky should lose. I don't see any scenario where that's going to happen. We'll talk more about that game later in the show. Uh, the Hoosiers take on Northwestern. Yates, would you call that a must win for Indiana? I would think so, yeah. I mean, if you if you take a loss, maybe, what was that, an, another loss to Northwestern, you probably can kiss your tournament hopes goodbye. Well, with uh, Kansas State, well, Kansas State probably wasn't going to make the tournament anyways. Uh, there's been some some bubbles burst today. Illinois got uh, beat badly by Michigan. They were a team that had to have a win there. They're probably out of the tournament hunt. So uh, some bubble teams aren't really having the best of conference tournament weeks. We'll see what Indiana's able to do. I, I, I guess if they beat Northwestern, if they lost to Northwestern, then I don't think you could justify putting them in, although I've just got this sneaky suspicion that they're going to get in regardless. Uh, we'll see. Who knows? Uh, but again, a great Thursday. Uh, we've got Abe out back who's just going crazy being outside. But in this weather, I don't know how you could ever be upset being outside. Uh, so get your Ask Yates Wednesday question. Anything else you want to talk about, tweet in the show at T Walker Rivals. And uh, again, we already, the, the, the big news already happened. The show will be a little bit longer for the next for the next little while. Anyways, moving on. Let's talk. Let's get the football talk a little bit out of the way. UK's Pro Day today. They do it indoors. There was 36 scouts represented by 26 NFL teams. That's the most UK's ever had there. Three head coaches, which supposedly three head head coaches in the NFL going to UK's Pro Day. That doesn't happen. I, I, there was some talk that that was the first time a head coach had ever been to UK's Pro Day. So... Uh, that's good news. That's a sign that Kentucky's football program could be moving in the right direction. Uh, there's a few. I have a few problems with UK's pro day and, and making me wake up at seven in the morning and driving to Lexington. One, they don't tell you any of the official times. Period. And there are no official times because it's just what the scouts have, uh, and that's for the forty and some of their drills and, and dashes. Now, obviously, when they lift weights, you know that because you can count it yourself. Uh, but when they do, even when they do their vertical, if you can't hear what the guy tells the player or the NFL scout closest to him, you don't know what happened. So uh, they need to make all that information public because as media members, we can get that stuff out there and, and let them know if it's better than what they did at the NBA Combine. And for the people that didn't go to the NBA Combine, they need as much help getting that info out there as possible. 
So I have a little problem with that. I thought that was kind of silly not to release that information. Uh, and another thing is, and, and supposedly Louisville did their pro day yesterday, and Bill Belichick was there. He did not make it over to Lexington. They they let the media onto the field and let them go where they want. UK media had to stick around on the track, which was just kind of stupid. And we didn't the meaning we didn't get a good view for when the guys were doing forties. We couldn't even time it ourselves. Now I try to do it anyways, but I was I was getting UK I was getting Braylon Hurd, UK's running back, running a a, a five second flat forty, which seemed. A little high. He is kind of slow. He's not. The, I mean, he actually was probably running like a four eight, which isn't good for a running back. But I had him going as a five. Uh, you could have just made that a little easier for me, uh, having me on the sideline. But we'll see. But it was a good pro day for for Zadarius Smith. He improved on some numbers. He told media that he's looking like a third round pick. Uh, Bud Dupree. He didn't run the forty, which I thought was interesting because he talked about how. Poorly, he thought he did on the 40 at the at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. They thought he didn't he didn't think he did well. I think he ended up running a four five six, uh, and said that he was a little thrown off with the electronic timer and uh, was a little bit nervous. So you think that would make a recipe for wanting to to run it again at UK's Combine? Maybe a friendlier conditions and uh, maybe a. a, a easier place to run with you being more comfortable in your surroundings uh, but said he didn't want to didn't want to to mess it up and I guess the only reasoning I could think behind that is because everybody was salivating over his NFL combine I mean he moved from a possible first rounder to as high as number five in some mock drafts so I guess he figured that it was good enough uh, he said he's run a four a four four before which I actually wouldn't be shocked if he did I mean, he's just the definition of a freak athlete but Worst case scenario, he, he runs a 4-7 or something bad happens. So I can understand why he run, but I think he probably has enough confidence in himself to, to run a better time than that. But so overall, a, a good combine for, for some of the Kentucky guys. I think obviously Zadarius Smith and Bud Dupree are the ones that most NFL scouts were there. But uh, there were some other guys you know, who, could, who could get drafted uh, and saw Raymond Sanders former cat who was dismissed from the team before senior day. Uh, maybe not dismissed. He didn't play in the final game of his career last season. So, you know, who know who knows what the story is there. But he was there combi- doing combines. Josh Clemens was there, but he wasn't working out. He's transferring from Kentucky, told media he's not sure where he's going to end up just yet. Uh, with UK with UK losing Braylon Hurd, they could possibly lose or use another running back. But anyways, that's about it from NFL Combine. It was it was what it was. It, it was uh, good for those guys, I'm sure. Not the most fun thing to watch or cover. Uh, Rob Blackhawk tweets in. He wants to get back the conversation back to college basketball, and I can't blame him. Uh, he says, "Well, two and one in the SEC tourney get Texas A&M in. Would that that would put them at twenty two and eleven? Congrats on getting more airtime. Thanks. Appreciate it, Rob Blackhawk." Uh, Texas A&M, if they were to go two and one in the tournament, that would be—I—I I, I would think that would get them in. That would be my guess. That would, but again, it, it's that would mean they would get to. Would that mean they'd get to the SEC championship game? If I'm not mistaken, I think so. Unless they played, yeah, that—that that would mean they would get to. The oh that'd get 
no SEC semifinals. Excuse me. Uh, so uh, if, if let me think about this, if Texas A&M would get to the semifinals, would that make them a lock? Maybe not, because if they were to win, that means they would play LSU and beat them and then lose to Kentucky. Now, there's obviously no shame in losing to Kentucky, but a win against LSU, would that necessarily be enough? I don't know. I don't think that I don't think that'd be enough where you could feel safe getting in the tournament. I don't think it'd be enough where you wouldn't have to sweat it out on Selection Sunday, Rob Blackhawk. But I do think you'd probably be on the right side of the bubble. I'd be a bit more surprised if they didn't. Now, obviously, if you got to the SEC championship game, that means you probably would have to beat Kentucky. Uh, if you do that, you're obviously in. What you can't afford is a loss to Auburn today. You do that, and you're you're out. I lost LSU again. It's going to make you sweat it out a little bit. It'll be interesting. There there are some bubble teams, uh, some serious bubble teams in the SEC that that really can't afford. Ole Miss can't afford a loss to South Carolina today. If they do, they're they're. I just can't see a scenario where they get in at twenty and twelve with multiple bad losses, and the same with Texas A and M against Auburn. Now you get in tomorrow, that changes. Well, let's wait and see. Louisville up 32 to 24 on North Carolina. It's Louisville playing some zone. Uh, and you got to wonder how healthy UNC is. Uh, Gus, has, has Pinson been in the game? No. He hasn't played, and, and he was questionable. Meeks has been playing. I don't know how much, again, I've been doing radio, so I haven't got to see how much time he's been in the game. Not much. Hasn't been very effective. Uh, Sean says he hasn't been very effective, and and you got to wonder his health wise. Be the worst time to po- to possibly get sick as a basketball player's conference tournament time, because if UNC played last night and he sat out that game, uh, yesterday rather he sat out that game, and then there's a shot of Roy Williams really getting in one of his players' faces. But now I would not like to be that close to Roy Williams at any point in my life. Uh, that's entirely too close. But. He sat out yesterday, and then he's got to play today. But, he, you know, if he sat out yesterday, he can't be 100% today. And then if UNC were to win, well, you get Virginia tomorrow, and you got to wonder about his health, and then the ACC championship game on Saturday. Uh, so that's going to be a tough stretch for for him, and we'll see how, how long he can go. And it, it might not matter if, if UNC loses to Louisville today. Uh, and, and, a situ- and a lot of people say, and we've talked about this on the show before, is it good to lose and is it is it worth winning your conference tournament? Uh, and honestly, for a team like UNC, I don't really think it is. Because, and Gus, who is here, is a UNC fan. Best case scenario for UNC, they're seeding probably a three. A three at best, but more, more realistically, a four. Uh, worst case, if they were to lose to Louisville today, a six would be worse, but I think more likely a five. And really, a four and five are, are virtually the same thing. And you do, or you are banged up. You are injured. If you have players going all the way into Saturday, best case scenario again, then they turn around and might have to play Thursday. And you that that's that's when you see it sometimes see upsets or when you have teams make a long. I think Syracuse a few years back, when you have long conference tournament runs, you're 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 sky high. You're playing well, and then you come back five six days later and you get upset by a team that you should beat. So I think UNC could actually benefit from a loss. I'm not saying they should lose, but I think they're a team that could benefit from a loss. 
Anyways, we're going to head to our first commercial break here on a gorgeous Thursday afternoon. Uh, college basketball on TV all day, all day tomorrow. It's the, the best time of the year. Uh, so stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We will be right back. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack With the hat to match Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard You never thought that hip-hop would take it this far Now I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade Born sinner, the opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner Peace to Ron G, Brucey e. B, Kid Capri Funk Master Flex, Love Bug, Star Ski I'm blowing up like you thought I would you're listening to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker on 1450 The Sports Buzz. One minute left in the half for Louisville and UNC. We decided also to bring Abe inside, so if the show gets a bit distracted or out of control. Uh, that's why, but then again, it wouldn't be a sports talker if something stupid didn't happen. And a big and one from Terry Rogier, representing his name well. It's a great first name. Woo. Uh, 30, 36-30 now, and, and UNC won't be able to get hold for the last shot, but uh, not, a lot, not a lot of time in, in on this half. And when Louisville and UNC play, probably been two of the – more entertaining game college basketball games this season. UNC down big at home, finding a way to win on a last-second shot in Chapel Hill. Louisville doing virtually the same thing, but that game was forced to overtime. There wasn't truly a last-second shot. Uh, but two of the more exciting games and, and bigger comebacks that I've seen, it looks like we could be heading for another one of those. High-scoring Louisville just had a 10-point lead, and then it was down to four in a blink of, a blink of an eye. Uh, so this is going to be an entertaining game. And as you listen to this now, it'll be over with by – the show will be over with, and you'll have plenty of time to tune in and, and finish the Louisville game and listen to the – is it Battier calling this game? Yeah. It is Battier. I just, I'm just not – Battier seems like a great – uh, he seems like a nice person. He, he's given good interviews before, but I just I, I don't know about his college basketball commentating. It's, but uh, yeah, I, lightly put, it's not very good. Uh, he called the Virginia game too. It was just the Virginia game before. Did he call the Virginia game before yeah, this? Or yeah, okay, yeah, I don't know. The Virginia game before this one, and it was just awful. Sometimes he just says things that I, I don't think he really thinks about before he says them, uh, it, both logistically and also in the laws of the English language, if they make sense. Uh, and UNC able to get the lead down to five. Rogier dribbling now. He'll throw it off. Oh, oh they called a carry. I haven't seen a carry called since 94. Uh, it has... Goodbell's in in-half possessions are awful. They haven't been good all year. Yeah. Well, that's a, it's a strange thing to work on into the half possessions. You only get maybe two of them a game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, UNC will get one last shot at it here with 2.4 seconds. Actually got a pretty good look uh, and then swatted away by, I think, Matthew Jalen Johnson. Johnson. All right. Uh, so into the half. Sean, as a Louisville fan, how, what did you what did you think? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, That's a hot take. <laughs> it's, it's 
been pretty entertaining. Um, wish wish they could make a couple more threes. Blackshear's playing really well, and so is Terry. So that's always positive. All right, that's uh, good to hear. And, and Gus, as a UNC fan, speak up for us. What what did you think of that half? Well, I think that uh, Roy Williams once again has four timeouts, and uh, U L went on multiple eight nothing runs. And of course, for some reason, we're gonna have four timeouts left down ten with thirty seconds to go. Uh, also, Kenny Meeks not being in it's just been terrible. Gerald James has to be the most uncoordinated college basketball player in the history of Division One sports, uh, I, uh, and it's just been ridiculous. I'm sure that's that's not true. Uh, Billy Gillespie had probably 14, or not 14, but probably had nine walk-ons at UK. I'm sure one of those guys. But dude, now if you want to count scholarship players, who knows? Um, but all right, so that was an input from a Louisville and UNC fan as they watched together. Here in this ACC, I guess quarterfinal it would be. It sure would be. Uh, Yates, what was? You have any hot takes from the first half? Uh, not really. Um, I wasn't able to watch as closely as I would have liked, so I don't know that I could provide great analysis. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't able to to watch as closely as I would have liked. Uh, but it is the tournament time, as I said. Yates, if you could go to one. Not necessarily a conference tournament. All right, we'll do this little dream scenario. You could go to one, and we might have talked about this last year, but you could go to one conference tournament in one city, and you can pick for a conference tournament to go to that city. What what conference tournament would you like to go to? I'm sure you'd probably pick the ACC, but where would you like to see it played? Um, gosh, I would. I guess if I, it would probably it would if it's we're talking about current conference makeup and all that it would it would be the acc and if i could put it anywhere i would probably want it to be played at madison square garden like the old big east tournament well that's that's gonna happen well there so you go luck. Lucky uh, so me. that's that works out well for me any major sporting event and every major sporting event should be held in new orleans so obviously that's the city that i'm picking uh, and the SEC tournament, you know, it's not it's not the best conference tournament out there. Obviously, it'd be, it'd be fun to be able to watch Kentucky play. So I don't know. Yeah, whatever conference tournament, I don't really care. I, I'd go, and there are conference tournaments down in New Orleans. I don't know which one specifically off the top of my head. Maybe the Sun Belt. But I'd go. I'd go watch that if I got a free trip to go down to New Orleans to watch a conference tournament. I'd be more than happy to. Pac-12 in Vegas? Pac-12, there's a lot in Vegas. The, the, be- that, that would be, I, I, Vegas really is the New Orleans of the West, or New Orleans is the Vegas of the East, however you want to split it up. Those would be the best two conference championship cities. I'm not big on New York, Yates. I, I, I've, I've been there before, I've been there a few times, and I, I've even been there for basketball games. I was there for the first Champions Classic game, Kentucky versus Kansas. And it's just, it's great, it's fun, but everything's so spread out. Uh, you can go to some places in the city where you can't even walk or move because it's so crowded. And everything there is just unbelievably expensive. And it's cold. If you go to a basketball game there in November, it's going to be cold. And even if you go in March, it can be very cold. Uh, a bunch of my friends would go to Big East tournaments. I, New York doesn't really do it for me. What's the appeal there besides maybe the history, Yates? Uh, well, for me, I've never been there. So well, I, I would I would like to make that trek at least once. I can understand that if you've never been there before. That would make. I mean, I, I could get. And you it's. That. I mean, it's Madison Square Garden. It's sacred when it comes to basketball. So that's true. 
So you're telling me you wouldn't Greensboro, North Carolina wouldn't be your dream destination? <laughs> Probably not, no. Although I'm sure Greensboro's lovely. No, I, well, I I've never been there and I I have really no interest to go in there, but it could be. I who knows. Trevor says that his site would be Vegas and the tournament's irrelevant because you're in Vegas, which is kind of a good point. And, and that's kind of where I was leaning with, with New Orleans. With New Orleans and the 2012 SEC tournament, all that came together to be my 21st birthday, and it was glorious. But any place where you can – there's a centralized meeting spot for fans where not only just you know your team's fans, not only Kentucky or Louisville fans, but all the fans – there's a centralized spot where everybody has to drink and kind of mingle together, and it's in within walking distance of the arena. That's your dream scenario. So, for example, let's think of a few other cities where where that takes place. Nashville's one, and Na- Nashville is a good is good for that because I guess it's Broadway, and that's right there, and there are tons of bars, and and that's always a great time. It, 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 Gus says it's indie, but is it really indie? Is there one place for indie? Are you talking about Lucas Oil? Or are you talking about the where the Pacers play? I don't. I don't. I don't know if I can. Indie's good because there are bars. Whether you're going to Lucas Oil or if you're going to see the Pacers play. There are bars around both those, but there's not just one place, one street. I mean, I, I mean, I get you know. I'm, I'm sure maybe there is, but in Las Vegas, there's one street, but it's huge. It's massive. There's not really one hotel or one casino that everybody goes. No, there's so not, and, and, and there's not in Vegas. And again, I have never been to Vegas for a sporting event. I haven't been to Vegas in in a few years. I, I mean, probably. Seven years, so not since I've been 21, that's for sure. But, and I don't even know what it's like to go to a game at Vegas. You know, it depends where the arena out. If it's out at UNLV, it probably changes everything where you don't really get to enjoy the strip and then just walk, you know, walk over. Unlike New Orleans, Trevor texts in and says he's been to both several times. He takes Vegas over it without a doubt. And again, I haven't been there since I've been 21, but and Abe just coming right next to the computer and chewing on a nice nice piece of plastic he's got some he's he's weighing in on the issues if he's chewing on a it it i think he's siding with vegas there but it would be a different story if you had to go and and mingle beforehand and then get a cab for a 20 minute drive uh that's not the case in new orleans it's not the case in nashville indy i guess is indy i guess will make an exception for because there's so many places around the arena. Maybe not one centralized place, but there's enough within walking distance that it makes for for a great trip. Uh, let's Atlanta. There's not really one. You have the what's the is it the CNN Center? CNN Center is okay, but it's just way too spread out. Uh, besides that, so Atlanta doesn't really do it for me. I don't like when Atlanta's hosting SEC tournaments, and uh, even Louisville's Final Four was there, and, and people said that it was too spread out then, too. Chicago? Chicago, again, not one place. 
Chicago's kind of like New York. It, it, it's there's a ton, there's a ton of places, and the United Center's in kind of a weird part of town too. It's not directly downtown. It's a little bit south of the city, and really not within walking distance of a lot of places. Uh, so I, I, I again, I don't know if I'd count Chicago. Maybe I'm just being picky. Yates, any other cities that you've been to that jump out that meet this criteria? Um, gosh, no, not really. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I've not. I've only been to New Orleans for like a few hours overnight, um, so I didn't have a chance to to go anywhere. Uh, but I, from what I've heard, it's it's a great place to have an event like that because it, you know there's one centralized location that everybody goes. So I mean, I guess as far as that is concerned, you know, I I guess New Orleans would be a great place if that's your main criteria. Yeah, well, that that is that's pretty much my main criteria. Uh, A simple a a simple band in the 2005 regional. I remember Austin, Texas, being really cool. Uh, There, there. I don't know if there was a strip of bars or something like that. And again, I was, you know. 13 years old, so it doesn't matter to me. But I do remember that we were at a, a pep rally outside of a bar, and actually TJ Ford was signing autographs. It was probably the highlight of his professional career. And uh, But he was, a, but I remember that we were outside of a bar and there was a big pep rally, and then we would just walked to the stadium. And of course, in Austin, Texas, the weather is always going to be awesome. So uh, that was a, a big plus. I'm not a big fan of any major sporting events in Dallas. That doesn't that doesn't necessarily do for me. That's too spread out. Uh, Houston, just way too crowded and, and not ideal. Uh, Captain Arch says that he's been to all of them. Nashville for SEC and Indy for NCAA are the best. Las Vegas, the best overall, I guess, when talking about uh, cities. I, I need to get back out to Vegas. And I hear that going to Vegas for the first and second round of the NCAA tournaments is one of the most fun places that you can watch in the NCAA tournament. Even more fun than going to some of the games. Um, so I, I've I've talked about if you're a Kentucky fan, where should you spend your money? Should you spend it going to – and, jeez, Abe. So it, it, we've got the windows open because it's just such a nice day, and Abe likes to – his bark is a lot bigger than his bite and, and, and much more annoying as well. Um, just another typical sports talker. Um, need to get back out to Vegas, but when talking about the best places to go if you're a Kentucky fan for this NCAA tournament run, assuming that it ends in Indianapolis, uh, you, we didn't throw in Vegas because Kentucky won't be playing there, but by all accounts, going there for the first and second round uh, and, and betting on some of the games, and supposedly you can watch the games at poolside after you've made your bets, Kind of just sounds like a dream vacation. I had a uh, well, cutting in it. Here we go. I had a buddy of mine who did that uh, last year for his bachelor party. I wasn't able to make it out, but from all accounts, he it was a, a phenomenal time. Yeah, that that and I I know some of my friends that have done it and plan on doing it. Uh, you know, probably an expensive trip, but I guess if you're really good at gambling, then it can pay for itself. You just have to go out there and win. I don't know why more people don't go out there and do that. Just win money instead of losing a bunch of it. Uh, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. DeMarco Murray plans on or will sign with the Eagles, uh, which, Yates, are you a Cowboy fan or am I making that up? I am a sort of Cowboy fan. Yeah, Sort of Cowboy fan. Our yeah. buddy Sean, who's in studio today, he is a Cowboys fan. Uh, I mean, they are paying him 
a ton of money. Philadelphia is. Well, you know they lost Lashawn McCoy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they've officially signed Ryan Matthews. I know they were talking about it, but I kind of thought it was a one or the other type of deal with him and. Captain Arctic tweets in says we all need to schedule a trip to Vegas. Hey, Captain Arctic, you, on your dime, man. I'll be out there tomorrow if you'd like. Uh, that, that sounds fine with me. I've got. I, I'm not going to be in Nashville working, so you know I'm open, uh, and I, I'm always would be open to a trip to Vegas. But anyways, we're going to head to our last commercial break. When we come back, one final Ask Yates Wednesday here on this nice Thursday in Louisville. One final time. Don't don't try to get emotional. Go get your Kleenexes during the break. Do what you got to do. Uh, one final. AYW. So stick around here on 1450 the Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. Hoping at the game, treat that ass a little kinda. Every step tangled. Yo beef don't concern me. I'm eating mangoes in Trinidad with attorneys. My food slang flow worldwide like a current. With the every spot where nobody got insurance. Rubber do the map. You ain't half the exotic. My man's claim true. You forget about it. Ho ho just a new sense. Like my influence. Well recognized. You alive trying to do it. Got you told your lady. We nuts, baby. Smooth and charismatic, automatic, you gon' save me. God bless the dead as my son survive. We strive to teach you, baby, and stay alive. Nice, baby. John Now, back to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker. We're back here. One final segment and one final segment with Yates. Uh, let's waste no time, Yates. Let's let's play the intro. It's now time for the word of the day. Gentlemen, let's broaden our mind. Teach me something new, man. I, I need to learn. With David Yates. My mind is a raging torrent flooded with rivulets of thought cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. And again, the two people here with me, Sean and Gus, the UNC and Louisville fans, they they don't regularly listen to the show, and so they probably think that it's a word of the day segment coming up, which it is not. It's it's that's just our intro. By the way, uh, thanks to Captain Arctic. I, I don't know if that's what he meant by his tweet about getting ready to push the button, but that reminded me that I needed to have the intro ready. So I appreciate that. Well, there you go. Uh, so I guess let's just first start with the with. The big, the 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 million pound gorilla in the room. Uh, Rob Blackhawk wants to know, Yates, why are you leaving, and where where the heck are you going? Uh, well, I I hate that this is the answer that I have to give, but it, it is what it is. It's I'm leaving for financial reasons. This is this has been a part time gig, and the time has come to where I, I need to do something full time and make a little more money than I've made here. So. Got to move on. Uh, that's there's nobody can fault you for that. You got to go where 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 the big bucks are, and uh, that's uh, that's what people have been asking me. And I can't give them that answer. Uh, at first, I just said if you want to an answer from Yates, you got to wait till Ask Yates Wednesday to to get that answer. Uh, the next one, kind of switching gears here, a little bit random. This comes from Brun DMC. Uh, who first asked, is Yates leaving us? Well, there. Yes, he is. Uh, second, are you a good driver? What do you drive? What's your driving record look like? And no line. 
Um, uh, the, I think I'm a good driver. If you ask my wife, she would vehemently disagree. Um, as far as my driving record, I have no moving violations. I have been pulled over twice, but did not receive a ticket. Either time? Either time. One time. Did you, you have to do a little flirting? <laughs> no. Uh, the first time I, I was pulled over because... Uh, I was in college, and uh, as some people who listen to the show may know, I'm, I was in a fraternity, and we were coming back from a retreat one night at Otter Creek, and we were as we were driving up Dixie Highway, the speed limit changed, and I apparently didn't slow down fast enough, so I got pulled over. I was driving some friends home. I was the sober driver. I actually got breathalyzed because apparently they were so drunk that the inside of the car reeked of alcohol, and he didn't believe me when I told him that I hadn't been drinking. So, uh-huh. so I got breathalyzed and passed. Um, and then another time, I just got pulled over for speeding, and uh, I don't know why I just got off with a warning. I guess because I'm a nice guy. No, <laughs> that isn't that nice. Uh, my my buddy Sean has a, a good story about getting pulled pulled over and, and being breathalyzed. Sean, do you want to? This way, he was also sober driving. This was back in our fraternity days. Uh, so I'll let Sean tell that. I was uh, I was driving for our fraternity and I uh, picked up some girls at our party and I was taking them home. How and, about how many girls? Uh, there were six girls in my four person car. Four person car. It was uh, four uh, passenger jam packed. Sean was in heaven for a few minutes. <laughs> Only for a few minutes, and that dream ended pretty quick. So I got pulled over, and uh, the cops were like, well, you know, you don't have enough seatbelts for that many people. And they made me get out and do a breathalyzer test. And the girls, of course, had open alcohol containers in their purses, <laughs> this big old fist of vodka. And oh, I'm 19 man. at the time, so they made us dump them out and let me off with a warning. I think because if you're a sober driver, you're trying to do something good. So That is, that is good. Uh, that's, uh, did he let you all, did he let you drive all the girls home or did he say, no, they, we had to call another caller to drive. Okay. Uh, I was going to say probably would have been too, too, too good to be true. I've gotten pulled over twice for two speeding tickets. I guess I didn't have the, the Yates charm was given a ticket both times, but I uh, was able to get those tickets taken care of uh, and our buddy Gus who, works in politics uh, and has to drive across the state from time to time uh, mentions that he's got a ton of tickets and I've heard that I've heard uh, I've heard you do probably too many um, let's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay let's let's get to uh, another ask Yates Wednesday question here uh, we've got a few uh, Yates Hannah texts into the show and wants to know, what's your favorite memory from the Sports Talker with TJ Walker show since you've been a huge part of it over the last year? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know if I could pinpoint any one specific memory, um, but and this will sound like a very narcissistic answer, I guess, but it's been the Ask Gates Wednesday segments. I've, I've enjoyed seeing what kind of <laughs> questions people can come up with. That's uh, good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you've enjoyed it, and the people listening, for some reason, just week in and week out, want to get to know uh, Yates a little bit more. Uh, my 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 favorite Ask Yates question, without a doubt, was when you were you had to describe yourself. 
Uh, describe <laughs> that, describe that, that you, was a great one. Describe what you look like, uh, <laughs> which uh, was great. What, how did you? Uh, how, let's let's do the question over again. All right, how would you describe what you look like, Yates? <laughs> uh, let's see. What did I say? I, I said tall, lanky, um, <laughs> brown hair. At the time, it was probably longer than it is now. I've recently gotten it cut. Um, tan glasses, something like that. Because I think it was seven words. I think I was limited to seven words. So don't don't you tough. have a don't you have a mustache? I have a, a a mustache and a goatee. Yes. How can you leave that out? Uh, like, I forget about it. I guess. Okay. Uh, well, that was that was one of my favorite. Ask Yates Wednesday's question. We got another question. And who is your favorite Louisville athlete of all time? Oh, wow. Um, gosh. That's like University of Louisville, I would assume. University of Louisville, yes. I'm going to have to go with Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater, really? Yeah, yeah I just, I, I really like Teddy a lot. The 46 years you've been on this earth, he's your favorite Louisville athlete? <laughs> um, yes, yes. In all 46 years, he's been my favorite one. It's, do we have a fact checker to see if you if that's right about your age? Um, I'll, I'll fact check that. That is incorrect. Okay. okay. Close enough. Well, it's probably within a few years. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Interesting. Uh, who, who's, your, who's your favorite UK athlete? In the la in your entire life, um, man, that's a tough one. I'll go with Ramel Bradley because when Perrin Johnson was a co-host of the afternoon drive with Trevor, we had him on occasionally, and he was seemed like a pretty cool guy. So, well, that's good. I'll throw him good. out there. Good stuff. All right, we're going to take one small little break from Yates Wednesday. I need to give, uh, I need to give a, a breakdown of Kentucky's game against Florida. I, I've kind of mentioned that I, I don't think it will be seriously – I don't think Kentucky has a, a real chance of losing, although I do think it's going to be closer. I need to probably give, give a prediction there. Again, I, I just don't think Florida has the weapons or the horses to keep up with the U.K. in that game. Again, could be close for a while. Billy Donovan knows how to how to coach. He's he's the second best coach in the SEC. Uh, once he plays a team, he can he can figure out what to do the next time. Uh, and this will be the third time. This is the first time since 1988 Kentucky will play the same opponent back to back, which is pretty wild. And the the crazy thing about this is Florida has will dominate Kentucky last year. Uh, won all three meetings. The funny thing is, Kentucky still had a more successful season, all things considered, because they went to the national title game. Uh, but beat them all three times, and Kentucky can make that series in the last two years, five hundred with a win tomorrow. Uh, it, it's been an it's been an interesting series since John Calipari took over, and 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 Florida swept. Can did they sweep Kentucky in two thousand thirteen? Or did, no, Kentucky got the got the home win. Uh, so they split the season series then. So that would make them 500 against each other since 2012. So something to, to, to keep an eye on. 
Uh, Florida and Kentucky certainly have been the best two programs in the SEC. A lot of Kentucky fans are, are have asked me and have asked uh, on UK's message board if Arkansas now is UK's second biggest rival. That can't change from year to year. Now, in the SEC, it could change from five years to every five years, but it can't change just that easily year to year. Arkansas has to be able to maintain the success uh, not only against Kentucky, which they've been successful, but on a national scale. Uh, so I think Kentucky gets the win tomorrow, 71 to uh, 62 would be my guess. Yates, what's your prediction there? Uh, that for the Sorry, I was trying to squeeze in a little work, and Trevor was talking to me too. So. Oh, geez. What, what's, what, what would be your prediction for Kentucky? Uh, the, Florida tomorrow. They Kentucky will not lose. Uh, I'll, I'll say it's a fifteen-point win for UK. And this will be the last show we do during the SEC tournament uh, b- before Selection Sunday. Do you think Kentucky cruises to an SEC title? Probably so. I, I don't know. Maybe one game is reasonably close, say five, six points. But yeah, I don't. I think they win it all. Good stuff. And uh, and let's get predictions while we're at it on the Louisville-UNC game. Right now, Louisville holds a one-point lead, just under 15 minutes to play. I, I think Louisville holds on in this one. I haven't got to focus in and watch it because I am doing radio gold right now, so I can't I can't differ. Uh, I can't look away and, and, and you know be able to focus in on this game. I think Louisville holds on, finds a way to win. Yates, what say you? I agree. All right, and then I think Louisville... Uh, does not beat Virginia tomorrow night would be my guess where their ACC run comes to a close. Uh, Yates, where, what, is, what do the cards do in the ACC? Uh, I'll say they make it to the championship game and, and lose to Duke. That would, be, that would be something. If they were able to beat Virginia twice, that would be huge for Louisville seeding. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Okay, so we're running out of time. I got a few more Ask Yates Wednesday's questions. This will be the last time we do it. I guess Yates, you could always call into the show if your new job is lenient on phone time. Uh, you know, we could continue the segment that way. We'll have to wait and see. I guess we'll let you get settled in before we come visit. Uh, but Trevor wants to know if that if he gives you one of his kidneys, would you stay at fourteen fifty the sports bus? Um, Which, you know, I don't know how that would make you stay, and and Lord knows the health of Trevor's kidneys. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they're not in great shape. And I don't really know what I would do with it because I don't particularly need a kidney at the moment. So probably not. You wouldn't want a third kidney? or uh, I don't. I mean, if that would give me some sort of superpower, then possibly. Uh, but what, what kind of superpower could you get from Trevor's kidney? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to speculate. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't either. Uh, all right, uh, and I guess last question, Yates. This this will this will come from the sports stalker himself. Uh, with the exception of, well, you know, what will you? With the exception of maybe Ask Yates Wednesdays, what will you miss from fourteen fifty the sports buzz? Um, the, I mean, the the shows. I mean, just the the random stuff that goes on during a live radio show is. A lot of fun. I mean, sometimes it's a headache, but it's it's terribly exciting. And the conversations, I mean, we obviously go on to some random tangents occasionally. 
Um, so I'll miss the fun of the live shows the most. Yeah, I, I, and obviously uh, here at the station, at sports, and especially on this show, uh, we'll miss you. You've been a big part of it, and and you know we don't have a, uh, you know we've got a pretty good listening base, but I you know I, I have to thank you and credit you uh, in, in some way of of getting people to listen and also to to stick around and listen on a daily basis. And you certainly will be missed, Yates. Uh, but you know this, well, this, this isn't goodbye. We'll, we'll again, we'll we'll. We'll we'll do something. We'll figure something out. But thanks a lot. Thanks a lot to you, Yates. It's been a pleasure. Everybody enjoy their weekend. Again, no show tomorrow because of Louisville baseball. Enjoy all the basketball. Enjoy all the conference tournaments. It was a great one final. Ask Yates Wednesday here on this lovely Thursday. And we'll be back on Monday to talk brackets. So thanks for listening and, and farewell, Yates. Farewell, TJ. They say welcome to the 502 Take a Georgia boy, show them how Kentucky do Uncle Freaks, classics, paint Kentucky blue They say don't forget 27, don't be hitting two Song call it blue, grass, song call it purple I'ma call it home, take a shot of chrome Lay back in the lap and take two